Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, Dude, I just took a ha- great sip of coffee. How you doing? It happened again. Uh, what the- <laughs> as the music was playing, I was like, oh, crap. What do I say? I have no idea. And then I was like, just trust the habit. Just start with just, the first word, and they'll probably come out. Just, just lean into it. This is episode eighty-eight, dude. I still feel the same way every time. I'm like, wait, is it my turn? Do I go? What am I saying? What am I saying? This is a new thing uh, for me. I feel like I've so never, funny. like, I've never screwed it up before, or like even like messed it up in my head, and now it's like a thing. Fantastic. It dude, is summertime, I mean, I, and I that's gotta just be where honest, our heads though, are at these days. I got to be honest, I do hope one day you totally flop on it and you're just like, hello, hello, hello. Uh, my name's Welcome. Josh. How you doing? <laughs> like, ah. <clears throat> oh, it's so funny, man. It is summer done. Yeah. Yeah. You got any big summer I always plans, forget, man? like, yeah. uh, not any huge ones. Uh, I got a nephew graduating in California, so I'm headed out there. Um, nice. And my brother just got back into the States last night um, from being deployed. Oh, sweet. The one who is deployed? Yeah, so, that's yeah. so that's awesome, man. He's, he's a few oh, weeks good. somewhere, and then he finally gets home, but um, wow. he's at least back in the States. Yeah, wow. so at some point, I assume I'll go visit him <clears throat> as good. well, but I haven't figured that out yet. Nice. Um, but yeah, other than that, same. I forget like how much I love summer until yeah. we don't it comes until it's just gone for a while then it comes back you're like oh yeah that's right i love summer yeah there's it is the best better day i love summer Uh, and and by late summer i kind of get a little bit tired of the heat and then i really appreciate fall because of that and fall in pennsylvania lasts a long time it's like a month to two months of like you know cool breezy weather leaves changing like all the things you know in in Colorado, it's like two days. Um, but yeah, man, I'm all about it. We have some camping. We have a camping slash beach trip coming up in a couple weeks. And I'm pretty fired up about that. Nice. I think it's going to be cool. We're joining my family vacation the trailer? for the week. Yes. Yes. We, we're going you to still like call one. it camping with a trailer. Is that still the thing? Uh, I call it camping. Yeah. I mean, but it's, you know, with the camper, it's, it's a little different story than like a pop-up tent and a backpack. Have you used but the shower on the camper yet? I, I have not. No, uh, I have not. Uh, and I'm not. I, well, the fact works. that you can poop and shower at the same time has to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause the shower is above the pooper. So yeah, you you could sit on the pooper and uh, you know do your you business plan while you shower. Doing your uh, your cold shower routine in the camper as well while camping. I'm sorry, I uh, I got I I am so sorry, Josh. You're gonna have to carry this for just a minute. I will be right back, and I'll tell you why <laughs> in a minute. I was like, maybe, maybe the, uh, the feed went out and that's where he disappeared to, but no, he has, he has girls that are excited for summertime. Um, so they're going a little, a little batshit crazy. Um, but Hey, kids are kids and that's what they do. Uh, kind of to update everybody. We're in the middle of a series called conversations, um, where we're having 10 conversations, 
Um, it comes from a company or an organization called True Face. You can find them at trueface.org. Um, this specific conversation will be linked to our show notes uh, at thisjeezlifepodcast.com. Um, but we're going through really uh, nine con- or ten conversations. This is conversation number nine. Um, to, to have with a close friend, someone that loves Jesus and loves you in that order, um, to really dig into one relationship just so you're fully known, but also to, to dig into some of the uh, the roadblocks that may be happening in, in your life and how you view life and how you view God that is keeping you from growth with Jesus, um, whether it's a faulty view of God's character or a, a faulty view of how you're supposed to relate to God or all those things. I, I think we talked uh, a long while back, we, we had this statement that we said was, um, sorry, I'm trying to remember the statement off the top of my head as uh, I wipe my nose. <clears throat> uh, sorry. Um, but there's a statement of, man, if you're not spending time with Jesus, right? Like that's that's the key of, of the Christian faith. God or Jesus commanded us um, in Matthew. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. The key to this Christian life is relationship. It's fostering relationship with God and fostering relationship with people. Um, and I find oftentimes people that don't spend time with God on a regular basis or at least actual relational time. Maybe they practice spiritual disciplines. They read their Bible. Um, they go through a list of prayer, but that it's not actually fostering relationship with Jesus with those things. It's just tasks that they complete. Um, but uh, I find those that don't actually foster relationship with Jesus believe a characteristic about Jesus that isn't true. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's keeping them. It gets, putting them in a place where they actually don't like Jesus. Um, and I would argue there's no characteristic in Christ, uh, you know, that, that would want to keep you from him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe your sin is keeping you from him or, you know, like I said, the, the view, a uh, characteristic view you have of him, that's just not true. Maybe it's like, um, God's just waiting to, to smite me. Smite right? me. Like, yeah. I've done too yeah. many. Yeah. I've been done too many things and he's going to hit the button and I'm going to be dead. Um, so I have to do more good things than bad things. Like it's that mindset um, rather than Jesus went to the cross for your sin. He loves you deeply. He's always going to love you deeply. Nothing's going to change that fact. Like those identity pieces uh, of, of who we are. Um, and I, I find um, when I deal with those um, characteristics of God that aren't true, I want to spend a lot more time with God. Um, you know, we prayed before this podcast and it was just I didn't yeah. even pray. Andrew was praying, but I don't know what Andrew was saying because I started praying myself, but I wasn't listening <laughs> to him. I was being a bad friend. Um, but it was just one of those moments. You're like, thank you, Jesus. Like, I needed that. Yeah. I just need to know you're yeah. there, that you love me. Um, but yeah, so we're going through these conversations. we got two conversations left. Um, I'm really excited because it sounds like Andrew's back to find out what happened. I'm back. I would assume I his back. daughter caught something on fire. That was <laughs> It was not went. fire. Um, but no, man, one day, if you ever have little kids, you will realize that there are certain things that just become very dramatic. And, uh, let's just say my, my three-year-old really desperately had to poop and she, uh, only I could take her to the potty. She needed daddy to take her to the potty. And you know what, when it's time and it's like going to make her belly feel better. I'm like, yes, I will jump off pretty much any meeting for a minute to get you to that potty so you can poop. That's now, funny. I hope she doesn't poop while showering like we were talking about in the camper, because that would be 
that would not work out inside the house nearly as well as it would on the camper. Um, not sure it would work out. Like it's, it's possible in our camper, but <laughs> not advisable, you know? Um, and yeah, man, anyway, sorry. I had to jump out like that dealing with a little bit of drama with both the girls being crazy, but, um, yeah, man, I just, uh, you, you ended that with like the idea around prayer of just like how you needed that this morning. And, uh, I felt the same way, you know, like I've, I'm always, every time we start, it's like we have a window to to do this. And I don't know about you, Josh, but like, I'm always tempted to just skip the prayer and be like, no, then we'll get two more minutes, you know, or three more minutes or whatever, uh, podcasting. Um, but very rarely do we actually miss it. You know, like it's, it's really important to pray over whatever we're going to say here to each other and to others that listen down the road. So anyway, man, it's a good reset. And like, I just find in my personal life, I'm almost always tempted to skip prayer. Um, but when I do not do that, I, I never regret it. I'm always like, yeah, that was time better spent than whatever else I would have done. Um, so yeah, man, it's good. Nice. It's good. Nice. Um, We've talked about them in the past, but it's been a little bit of some time. Um, it, you know, we talk a lot about foster relationship with Jesus and looking for opportunity uh, and different uh, practices that help you do that. Um, and one of those things that uh, we have found is, hey, if reading your Bible uh, and and trying to foster relationship is difficult, maybe listening yeah. to the Bible read to you uh, helps yeah. a little bit better. Uh, but Dwell is a, a great resource for that. It's an app that lives on your phone, so it's always with you. Um, has great uh, playlists, for lack of a better term, um, to kind of mm -hmm. go through specific topics. Um, it's read by people that actually care uh, deeply about and passionate about yeah. reading God's Word. Um, remember, we don't do this, again, for just for the sake of it or to listen to it and check off a box that I'm a good Christian for today, but it should be a jumping off point for conversation with Jesus. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to check out Dwell yet, you can check them out at thisjesuslifepodcast.com forward slash dwell. That's thisjesuslifepodcast forward slash dwell. Um, and definitely check them out and see if it can fit inside of uh, your normal routine as you foster a relationship with Jesus. But Andrew, I know time is a short today. Uh, yes. I have a meeting yes, yes, that yes. I'm going to have to get to. So mm -hmm. let's dive right in to conversation number nine. Number nine. Where number we nine. talk about, ooh, we're, we're talking about what we need. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. That's a hard conversation for me to have. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. It is a lot easier for me to supply needs than to talk about what yep. I need, um, which yep. we'll get there. And that's kind of the purpose of this conversation. Um, yeah, man, this, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? I'm cool either way. Yeah, go ahead. I'll read it for All right. you. Uh, is Tweet. it harder for you to receive love than to give love? If so, why do you think this is man receive uh receive love um i would say and and i don't think i don't know i maybe in the why there is just like like i was foreshadowing of like i really like to be the one meeting needs giving serving i'd, I'd rather be that side of the equation than the one being served having my needs met being loved well like, yeah, it's it's much easier for me to be the on the giver side than the receiver side. Um, 
for sure. And I don't know the deep root cause of that other than just, I don't know, like that's just, that feels like how I'm built, I guess. Um, maybe there's something behind that where I'm like, no, I, I want to be in control. So I like to be the giver, not receiver, but yeah, man, that's, that's my short answer. Um, and I know we're going to go into this much yep. more, but, but what about you? Where do you fall on that? Yeah. I think because of the way the question is worded that we're all in the same boat, <laughs> we'd rather give than receive. Um, and I think we, I think we make that to be a virtuous thing. Uh, we're like, well, of course I'm generous. That's why I like to give rather receive. But I think it really does come back to pride. Uh, I think it comes back to control. Like you said, um, I think it comes back to trying to protect ourselves um, because of people, if we don't have needs, then then we can't uh, be hurt uh, if those needs aren't met. But the reality is, every human has needs, and we'll get into you know specific actual needs that you know science has determined all humans need. Um, but yeah, it's it, I like I like to give rather than receive, um, and it's harder for me to receive um, because there's a level of vulnerability that has to exist for me to. Um, one, share a need so I can receive something or two, accept a need um, being, you know, or, or accept, however you say that, uh, accept the receiving of <laughs> that need being met. I don't know. There's a lot of words right there. Receiver of accepting uh, needs. I don't know. Be served. Yeah, be whatever. served. Uh, be served. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think there's, there's a level of vulnerability even in that of like, I'm weak. Um, yeah. And I would say I that this isn't just a dude maybe. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is yeah. a this is this is a human thing. You know, sure, you know, men are supposed to be strong and and all those different characteristics, but uh, like I think this is true of women as well. Like we'd rather give love than receive love because it's safer yeah. for us. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm in control when I give love, right? Exactly. One hundred percent. Yep. I can yep. give how I want to give it. I can give based on what they need and, you know, justify it in my head that I'm doing great things and giving love is uh-huh. not a bad thing, but um, if it's not two way, is there a real relationship going on there? I think this is what it really comes down to. Um, mm. And it's the same thing with God. Like, I think there's things God wants to give you. I'm not saying like physical things or, sure. or you know, quote unquote blessings. Um, right. I'm not someone that believes in blessings and cursings. I think that's a covenant theology, but um I do think God gives good gifts to his children. Um, and I think a lot of those gifts are just growth in you. Um, so you have the ability to handle life in a different way and a different perspective um, and continue to hold great hope um, for a better future and great joy and peace and patience in the midst of trials. Even if life is hard, um, you can hold on to those things because God has given you the gift of essentially growth. Um, like he's adjusted and changed your character. Holy crap. There is an antelope that just Booked it down what? the street next to my house. No way. Was an antelope? An antelope? That's crazy, man. That is yeah, crazy. I think they're called antelope. They look like antelopes. They might have a different name in Colorado, but the thing was, it's probably because he was all by himself. He's like, where is my pride of antelope or whatever they call it, pack of antelope or whatever their names are? Uh, and he was just running down the street. Uh, hopefully he's okay. That's funny, uh, man. That's but yeah, funny. I, I think that's a big thing 
it's this it's a pride control thing that's why we give love but we justify it to you like no this is the generous thing to do we're supposed to sacrifice for others and that is true but really hard to have a relationship with people that just give and don't receive Mm -hmm. Um, you've probably experienced it or maybe you haven't put your finger on that's what it is but something's going on um let's go through this list andrew uh the question is what needs stand out to you uh feel free to add more but um these are kind of the the uh um there's a name for these things um like core emotional needs relational needs um, oh is that what they for are? humanity like <laughs> um like every human needs to experience all these to some level but there's definitely more or there's definitely some that are going to speak more to you uh than others but um this one has one two three four five six seven uh i think there's seven here on this list but i'm gonna give you all yeah. ten of them um, and Sweet. I think this is from psych, some psychologist or something like that. I don't know. But uh, acceptance, um, receiving uh, another person's another person willingly and unconditionally, um, being willing to love uh, another in spite of offenses, uh, mm-hmm. affection, expressing care and closeness through non-sexual physical touch and verbalized love, um, appreciation. These are all, are these all A words? Are they all A's? Uh, Just the big ones. Uh, Appreciation, expressing thanks or praise, recognizing someone's accomplishments or efforts. Approval, building up or affirming another. Uh, Affirming positive character qualities, liking or loving someone for who uh, he or she is. Um, Attention, conveying appropriate interest, concern, and care. Taking thought uh, of another and entering his or her world. Comfort, responding to hurting people with ex- with appropriate words, feelings, uh, touch, uh, feeling and expressing sadness for another's pain. Uh, encouragement, uh, using another in persistent and uh, and persevere towards a goal. Um, respect to value and regard highly, treating someone with importance, uh, security. Confident of harmony and relationship, free from fear of harm, uh, support, coming alongside and gent uh, and gently help carry the load. Um, all and some of these, in all honesty, when I first read them, um, I, I felt like some of those weren't allowed to have. Like I'm not, I'm not allowed to have um, um, approval. Um, like that's a bad thing to seek the yeah. approval of others. Uh, there was another one on here too, but I don't remember off the top of my head <clears throat> which one it was. But um, some of them feel like these are bad needs to have um, <clears throat> because we've seen the the dark side of them. If they become too important, they're not balanced. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, these are all you know, ten are all human needs that every human needs to experience. Um, but Andrew, right. out of these, which one do you feel like really stands out to you? Man, in so uh, so two. Um, one is comfort. Um, like, man, I I would like I'm a doer, you know, and I am not good at slowing down and like relaxing, resting, <laughs> breathing out, having comfort. You know, I'm I'm pretty good at just like being on the go, on the go all the time, um, and. And in my life recently, one of the things that I've been um, enjoying a lot and doing just for enjoyment is reading. And for a long time, I just wasn't doing that because I was 
saying I'm too busy with whatever, you know, and, and wasn't doing that. But like in the evening before I go to sleep each night, I read for a while. And, uh, and I've decided like most of the time, I'm actually not going to read like professional development stuff. I'm just going to read books I enjoy. Um, and I'm not going to try to read them fast. I'm just going to like take my time and go through it and have like a sense of comfort about it. Of, like, this is just something I do to enjoy, um, and to, to get ready for sleep, you know? Um, sorry, my are you pulling one year old's going nuts. You what? It's all good. Are you are you pulling out all your romance novels? I assume that's what you're reading. <laughs> no more. I've been reading like, books that are, more, ones. that are more in the line of like Lord of the Rings style books, like nerdy uh, fantasy fiction gotcha. type stuff, you know. But like, I like it. I'm cool with that. And uh, yeah, man, Dude, this is this is off yeah. topic. But did you uh-huh. know that there's board games that you can play by yourself? What? No, I right? didn't. That's crazy. Like that's what I said. I learned that today that there's solo play of board games, and it's like, wow. the craziest thing I've ever heard, and seems <laughs> uh, counterproductive to what board games were designed to do. But okay, it does. Whatever. But then again, but like, I also didn't what, know like there was a whole a lot world of, video of board games, games. Are. right? Right. Yeah, but that's yeah. different. But like growing up, the most complex board game we would play is Monopoly. I had right. no idea there was a world of board games out there up until like five or six years ago. Yeah. Uh, and then I have friends that play, and I call them nerd games because right. I just feel like you got to be a little bit of a nerd uh, <laughs> to, to want to play these things, those. but they talk me into it. So I play. Yeah. And uh, they are fun. I like the manipulative ones, though, huh? where you can manipulate your partners <laughs> and, and other players. Those right. are my favorites. Right. Totally. Um, but they won't play them with me anymore because I'm too good at it. you're like yeah Yeah, this pastor is really good at manipulating everybody what's that about Uh, (laughs) there's a game called diplomacy which is essentially you just try to take over the world but you try to talk your way into taking over the world Uh, and i have a friend that will not will not play this again because i broke his trust Um, you're like dude it had to happen at some point like someone has to win and the only way someone wins is someone's gonna backstab the other and i'm not gonna let you do it oh i'm sorry you moved all your people off your flank and trusted me as you notice i didn't move my people off my flank right right you remember okay (laughs) one more tangent before we i shift it back to you but yeah comfort's my big one but you remember that game murder in the dark that we would play as like a youth game oh yeah Okay, so the first time I ever played that, I was a resident assistant in RA in college, and we had like a pretty big group, and we were at this like really cool outdoor camping spot, staying there overnight as a team, and uh, my uh, we had two murders. Me, it ended up being me and uh, and my boss. <laughs> we were both mur- murderers, and we like wheeled and dealed and got down to the very end and it was like us and like two or three other people um (laughs) but like i i decided that instead of sharing the glory um i wanted to be the only murderer left (laughs) so so i uh i killed pete in that round to throw everybody off my set And he was like, so he was so mad. He's never let it go. And if I talk to him today, he'd still be mad about it. And he'd probably never play that game again with me. 
but I but I did win. That's fair. I won the whole thing. <laughs> I'm like Pete. I couldn't share the glory, man. <laughs> it had to be <laughs> ah, during that awesome. phase of the game. Don't you get? Isn't all the murderers like awake at the same time? Yes. Yes. So, so he watched you do it. In that round, no, we were going and we were like working together and like he got one guy and then right after he got him, it was like only Pete and me and one other person left. And uh, yeah. and so right after Pete grabbed the elbow of that guy to, you know, metaphorically murder him, I reached out and grabbed Pete's elbow and the look across his face was oh, okay. just like utter yeah. shock of like, what yeah. just happened? <laughs> exactly but, but yeah you know like, i'm like, like i'm gonna I'm what gonna are they what's thing. that from shakespeare e2 brutus or yeah uh, yeah not you A2. as well brutus or whatever it actually means. yeah, yeah. exactly uh, like that's that was exactly. it it's like are you really hey man uh, you're i playing a personally game i would have probably blown up the game <laughs> if that happened to me the whole rule though is once you're dead you can't say a word until the game is done oh, so don't even care uh... don't even care i'm blowing up the game dude yeah anyway like, that's you would play by the rules and that's not okay <laughs> right right uh, but hey, that okay. leads to my emotional yeah. needs yeah what's your what's your uh, big need one of my one high ones myself. is security andrew <laughs> <laughs> and that is not a secure position of relationship uh, if your friends are trying funny. to kill you that's funny right uh, yeah right, right. With elbow that, that free from fear of harm uh is important for me uh and the second right. that i don't have that in relationship my my walls go up very fast um and probably go on the offensive uh, pretty quickly right after that um but uh, I, I think to some extent, like all of these, I, I can see a need for all these. And, and this is work that I've actually been doing for uh, a handful of, of weeks now. Um, it's it's funny how kind of things overlap on different groups I'm a part of. Like I'm in a coaching group that has been talking about this for a while. But um, like I can see a lot of these already, but a, a lot of these like already naturally come to me. Um, so I don't actually recognize them as as needs because the needs have always been fulfilled like attention. Like I have a personality just garners attention most of the time. So I get attention. I um, mean, when I don't, I probably, you know, do something to gain it <laughs> is my personality. Um, but in like, in like an undercurrent way, cause I know attention seekers are bad. So um, like you, you kind of like figure out how to get it without approval. Um, kind of naturally it comes uh, appreciation yeah, that's one that like, it, I think you're supposed to need it, um, but I think it comes back to like those those feelings of like it's wrong to need the praise for what you've done. Um, so it's I don't know if I've trained my brain out of it or something like that, uh, but it, mm -hmm. it's not something that uh, I'm good uh, at receiving. Like I when I do something good, I know that it's good. Um, like hmm. uh, I'm pretty. Uh, logical or even kill like I don't I don't need the approval to know that something's good um, I'm actually like dumbfounded at times when I know it's good and like other people don't think it is you're like wait a second what uh, like, all, all the metrics say that it's good I'm, I'm really confused right now right um, yeah acceptance is another one up there as well like I don't know if I told this story in the podcast or or if I was talking with my coaching group but um, like I remember as a, as a child, um, 
uh, being in a new school, I was probably like third, fourth grade ish. Um, and feeling like you weren't accepted, but not, you know, at that age, you can't put language to it, or at least I couldn't, wasn't emotionally smart enough. Um, but I remember like, it was like right before we were going to move, we were like doing some, I don't know if it was gym class or just some stupid thing we were doing uh, as a class where we're like running around, uh, the playground. And I remember a group of kids inviting me like, oh, you should run with us. And you're like, whoa, that's cool. Like, it's this thing of like, I didn't think I would be accepted and I got accepted into this place. Um, and that's been a trait, you know, all through middle school, high school, um, I found to get acceptance in, in more manipulative or uh, destructive ways that weren't actually helpful um, to acceptance rather than just, you know, assuming. Like I remember even being when I was working for Apple, they were throwing a party and they invited everybody to the party. And I remember thinking to myself, uh, they were just being kind. Like I wasn't actually invited to the party. Um you know, those types of things where like yeah. you're, you're fighting against the need of acceptance. You're like, well, I'm just not accepted. But the reality is like very, I find it very rarely are you not accepted to, to an environment. Like it's just, yeah. I haven't seen it um, in, you know, my adult life. Um, and even if you weren't necessarily invited into those areas, um, you showing up into those areas, most people aren't going to bad at eye they're going to accept you in those things anyways um you yeah. know for those that may be sitting there thinking like yeah i know they invited everybody i'm not really invited you are just go um you'll you'll enjoy yourself um yeah so probably for me acceptance and security are big ones um not comfort so much because i don't like romance novels like andrew does so <laughs> um, not, you know, curling up on a on a there was a conversation at work um recently where i can't remember what they're called they're called like comfort pods or something like that they're essentially just a big blanket like a sealed blanket that you like crawl into like a sleeping bag um <laughs> and we were making fun of them because you're like really you're you're a grown adult um my response was there's a lot of mother wombs mother wounds that have not been dealt with and this is why we need <laughs> these little comfort things to, to self-comfort yourself um because you didn't find it in a relationship um, <laughs> but i think it's a big need in in society today where we don't see it encouragement is one of those that like i don't think yeah. people feel encouraged that often but at the same time like i feel like there's encouragement everywhere people are encouraging mm. whether it's true or not so for me it's disingenuous encur encouragement like you're just throwing shit out there and say, man, you're such a great whatever. And you're like, what? What do you base that off of? Yeah. Um, like right. you made a merit statement and like there's no statistics that bank up that merit. So now you're just mm. lying to them. Um, like use encouragement in good ways and you know, say true things. Yeah. Encouragement um, in real ways somebody, is but... like deeply impactful, you know, but it comes usually yeah. out of yeah. real relationship at some level or like, yep. yeah, or a yep. real experience that's like, wow. I, oh, and even just trust, like I, or respect, like I respect the person and opinion this is coming from, you know, and, and I know they were genuine, you know, that's when it matters yep. a lot. Uh, versus that like, okay, go around the room. Everybody say something really nice when you're forced to like, that's different. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not the same. Yeah, man. Nope. For sure. Um, For sure. Yeah. So let's, let's keep going as we kind of, I think we covered it, but uh, how do you feel sharing those needs with somebody else? <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm getting better at sharing my needs with people. Um, but 
but it's not my natural, you know, out of that first question, would you rather um, share love or, or receive? And you and I both have said like, no, it's rather give. I'd rather be the giver for a lot of reasons. Um, in that same way, it's, it's not easy or natural for me to say, Hey, I really need X, you know, I really need time today to just get away and do something fun. I really need time to whatever, or, you know, it's, it's harder for me to, um, share my needs, but I'm, but I know that about myself and, and I'm trying to, trying to get better at it is my, my answer, I guess, like working on it because I know I'm not great at sharing my needs, uh, with other people. And I'm pretty quick to yep. just be the doer instead of saying, Hey, could you help out or do it? You know, that type of thing. So yeah, man, what about yep. you? Do you, are you good at sharing your needs with other people? <laughs> oh, right. As you coughed. Um, Sorry. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, nope. And, and it's, I, I find it awkward to do. Um, I think it's easier to do in the, in past tense than it is like actively. So like when someone does it for you, I find it a lot easier to be like, Hey, thanks. Thanks for doing that. That, that meant a lot. That meant a lot. Like, um, you know, you're showing you love me. I, I appreciate that. Um, like that's easier than like, Hey, this is where I'm at right now. Like I, I need to know that this relationship's secure. Um, even though we're fighting. Like I need to know that we're going to work this out. Like you're going to, you're, you know, you want to make it work as much as I want to make it work. Um, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of like examples as it comes up. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think something that would probably be really helpful is like, you know, if you know, those listening, if, if you have a group of friends, like bring up this list and just share it from the perspective, like, Hey, which one's really like stand out to you of, of things that you need. Um, and yeah. then you can kind of turn it, you know, the follow-up question essentially would be like, how can I show that to you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it can be powerful. Like I was talking to a friend of mine about this list and um, one of his um, uh, affection is, is one of his, his big um, shows you care yeah. um, things. And, you know, he was sharing this with, with the kind of people he works with and, um, you know, now the simple like hand on the shoulder means the world to him um, that he wouldn't yeah. have known he needed before. But because they kind of went through that exercise, um, you know, they, now everyone has a good understanding of like, hey, here's the things that they need. Um, and these are and these are God given needs. Like, don't don't feel selfish. Don't feel um, less than because you need something from somebody else. Um, like fight those things because like needs have to be met on both sides of a relationship for the relationship to be healthy and, and, and thriving. Um, yeah. and I think oftentimes, um, we we're so focused on, um, protecting ourselves and giving other people things that we think they need that we don't yeah. have these types of conversations. Um, and it keeps us at a distance to some extent in relationship. Like think of it this way, like say, you know, even from our perspective of like, you know, giving needs or giving love to other people. Um, what if we're giving the wrong type of love? <laughs> like um, yeah. we're trying to give approval or we're trying to give attention. <laughs> They're like, dude, 
I, I need you to stop. Like you're, you're overbearing. You're always there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what is going on? And yeah. you know, what they actually needed was some encouragement or, or they needed some acceptance, just knowing that you're going to, you're going to love them unconditionally, unconditionally, you know, with their good and their bad. Um, you're just showing love in the wrong ways um, to them. <clears throat> uh, and I, I, I think these are just good conversations to have with people. Um, you know, Andrew and I having this conversation, I now yeah. know like Andrew likes to be comforted. Um, uh, I can't touch him, uh, in appropriate <laughs> ways. I can't touch him in inappropriate ways either for that matter. Cause you right. know, we do live at a distance, uh, right. but with my words and with my feelings, I can't show comfort to Andrew. Right. Um, and I think the other, <clears throat> here's the other big thing too. And I think I talked about this on the podcast at some point, but like, if you're not in touch, um, with your needs and how you experience like all 10 of these acceptance, affection, appreciation, yeah. approval, attention, comfort, encouragement, respect, security, and support. Um, yeah, it's going to be really hard for you to identify these in other people as well. Um, so like we all have these needs at, at varying levels. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's worth tapping into how you feel that need being met. So, you know, you know, when someone else has that need, you're better at, at meeting that need for them. Um, I think we, we missed that as well, but, um, yeah. How do I feel about sharing these needs <clears throat> more comfortable yeah. than ever, but hmm. still not great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect answer. And I would say the same for me, the same for me. And you know, like, yeah, if your friend is sharing a response to this, maybe another good follow-up question would be like, how could I, how could I help figure out when you need to feel more comfort or when you need to feel respect or encouragement or security or, you know, that whole list, um, friend or spouse or, or whatever, even somebody you work with that you have a solid relationship with. Um, it's important to, to respect people well and, and show them you care, not just cause you're trying to get something from that relationship cause you care about them genuinely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and John, yep. John 13, 34 says a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. And that was Jesus talking, you know, like love one another mm-hmm. just as I have loved you. He was talking to his disciples. Mm-hmm. He wasn't talking to, to a crowd of thousands of people that didn't really know him, but were fired up to listen to him. Like he was talking to his people, his close circle, yep. you know, of disciples. And like, yep. no, love others as I have loved you. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, that's what we're here for. Um, this is how you're supposed to live. Um so it's a high bar, you know, a high bar that was set. And we can read what Jesus said to his disciples and interpret as, it as that's what he expects from us, too, because uh, that's that's yeah. the truth, you know. So we need to genuinely love one another. And uh, man, I just I think in all of this, I think motives matter a lot. Like I hinted at this a minute ago, but if you're if you're trying to show somebody that they're accepted or appreciated or giving them attention or comfort or respect so that you can get something from them, um, you're not doing it right. <laughs> like that's, yep. that's missing the mark. It's like, and, and maybe if you find yourself listening to this and you're like, yeah, anytime I give somebody affection or approval or comfort or security or support, it's so I can get something from them. First of all, it's good you can admit that. Secondly, pray about it. Be like, God, I just realized this thing, or maybe your Holy Spirit revealed this 
to me that I, that I only give these things to others because I want something from them. Um, then just say like, God, would you change my heart and, and help me not live that way? Would you help me live so that I can give other people dignity and love genuinely because they're made in your image yeah. uh, and because they're valuable, not because I can get them to do something for me or give me something or whatever. Um, yeah. Because Christ wasn't loving on his disciples, showing them genuine love and respect because um, he wanted them to go and build the church. Like, no, <laughs> that wasn't it. It was because they were made in the image of God. And he's like, I'm going to train and equip you with how you should live and what you should know so that you can be kingdom bringers in this world, you know? Um, but it's yeah. because you're people. It's because you're made in God's image. It's, it's not because you are the most special group of people ever. It's just because you're made in God's image. So you have inherent value. Um, so anyway, I'll get off my soapbox, but just wanted to to mention that before we continue on. I know we only have a couple minutes left before you got to bounce, my friend. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and I think too, like um, it's either the next verse after that or uh, a little bit later. Uh, but Jesus continues to say, you know, this is where he famously says, you'll, you'll, they'll know that you're my disciples if you love one another, mm. um, which yeah. I think is a, is a pretty powerful statement. And I think this is where a lot of Christians, I don't remember who I heard this directly from. Um, I wish I did because I'd love to give him credit, but it, it's a statement that, man, it's stuck with me and it's changed my perspective of mm. how we live this, this life with Jesus um, more than probably any any statement in the last 10 years. Um, but the statement was, you know, there should be nobody on this planet better at relationship than Christians. We should be relational experts. Um, and I, I think it's so true. Um, like so much of what Jesus has asked us to do is found inside a relationship. So much of, of our reliance on Christ is found in, in, in building relationship with him. Like there should be nobody on this planet that does conflict better. There should be nobody on this planet that, that meets needs better. There should be nobody on this planet that shares our needs better. There's, there should be nobody on this planet that encourages better. Yeah. There should be nobody on this planet um, that, that uh, pushes people forward and spurs them on for, for greater things. There should yeah. be no people on this planet better at, at seeing the potential inside of people, even when most of the world doesn't see the potential, um, right? Like we should be those people. Yeah. Um, and, and we should be known essentially here's what Jesus is saying. Like we should be known by that. Like the way that you guys love each other should be your greatest attribute. Um, and we're not talking like, I don't know where the disconnect is with that statement, but I, I just feel like in the American church, we miss it somewhere along the way. Like, uh, it's all service oriented and relationships two way. And I think we miss that. Yeah. Um, I, I think we can try to love people without humility and without trust. And that, that doesn't foster relationship, right? Humility and trust are, are cornerstones to, re to relationship and healthy relationship. Um, like, I, I think that's the piece, like we even talked as, as a leadership team for, for Hill city uh, recently, just about this, this idea of like, you know, we use this terminology community on a regular basis. We even use the terminology relationship, you know, what we do, we call relational discipleship and, <clears throat> And even in the midst of that, like so many people have different definitions to those words that we should stop using those, stop using those words or define them every time we use them. So like 
when we use the word discipleship, we define it. So we say, well, you know, we're, we're trying to make disciples. And what we mean by disciples is, you know, Matthew 4 19, Jesus calls Simon Peter. He says, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So the way that we, you know, define disciple is someone that knows and follows Jesus is being changed by Jesus and on mission with Jesus. Excuse me. I'm going to burp. <laughs> burp um, break. Yeah. Yeah. But in yep. relationship, we don't do a good job or in community, we don't do a good job of defining it on a regular basis. Um, so that's, you know, that's the kind of commitment we've made to each other is when we talk about it, we're going to define it every time. So when I say, Hey, we're, we're trying to build a community here. When I, when I say community, I mean, we're, we're trying to build a, a, a a group of people that trust each other. We're trying to build a group of yeah. people that are vulnerable and honest. We're trying to build a people that are, that are humble um, and, mm-hmm. and take ownership of their action. We're trying to be able, build a group of people that when they have conflict, they choose to deal with it because the relationship matters to them. Um, right. Like that's the type of, of community we're trying to build. Um, and, you know, for us, I think that's going to be a huge win uh, because everyone has different definitions and we want to make sure you have skin in the game. And, you know, our definition, I think, asks you to have skin in the game because it's not easy. Yeah. It's going to scare some people off. That's fine. But when you get to a place where it's super attractive, like like Jesus is saying here in John 13, like they're going to know your mind because of how you love each other. That's attractive. And when you get to that place, people are going to like, I don't exactly know what's going on here with your group of people, but like I want in. Like I want what you, what you have, like, you know, we have, we have men's and women's groups running right now for the summer and we're taking a break for a normal kind of structure. And, you know, we have, we have some non-believers showing up to these groups because of exactly that. They're like, I I just, there's some people in here that love me really well and I love them and and they asked me to come. So I'm going to come. Nice. And, you know, and it's, you, you get to the place as you walk with Jesus and the sanctification in your own heart and it's changed enough character about you that, um, you know, evangelism becomes really easy because it's not evangelism any, anymore. It's it's just I'm just sharing my life, um, and I look at their life and I'm like, man, I could show you a better way. Um, not because of anything I've done or because I'm great or awesome, but because of what Jesus did one on the cross, but two as He's continued to shape and mold me. You can experience the same thing I experience, and when life gets hard, you can still stand strong and have hope. Um, like that becomes more easy for you in my experiences as you grow in your relationship and depth in relationship with Jesus and what it means to love one another. Well, um, you know, as you grow those things, these, these tasks, you know, these things that felt like chores in the past as a Christian, man, they don't feel like chores anymore. It's a delight and it's excitement that we get to do this and be a part of this. Um, and I don't say that like, Ooh, look at us. I'm so awesome. I say that of like, Hey, you can have the same thing. Like I believe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and if you're in, and if you're in Colorado Springs and you're listening to this and, and you want to be a part of a community, like trying to build this, look us up hillcity.church or reach out to me directly if, if we know yeah. each other. Um, but don't do it on Facebook cause I'm not on there. And I just got on there recently cause it says it was like closing my account or something like that. Oh, so no. I logged in and, uh, there's a lot of messages in there that I haven't responded to. So, sorry. Oh no. Don't, don't message me there. I'm, I'm not going to see it. That's funny. Um, but you can message me other places. <clears throat> but yeah, that's my soapbox, Andrew, for you. Love uh, it, man. I do have to run. I'm going to be a minute yep. late to this meeting. But yep. uh, Andrew, my buddy, my brother, my friend, yeah. I love you, my friend. Next week is going to feel really mushy and touchy-feely. Yep. Um, there isn't really any questions we're going to be answering. We're really just going to mm-hmm. be affirming each other. So you get yep. to witness yep. <laughs> that. And I'll be yeah. honest with you. That feels exposing and that feels weird <laughs> and that feels way too touchy feely for me, but I'm going to dive in. We're going to lean into it. Okay. We're going to lean into it. I love you, man. Thanks go. for doing this and uh, I'll see you soon.
Yeah, thanks for listening to everyone that has. We do greatly appreciate it. Remember to check out Dwell, this is com forward slash Dwell. As always, good to talk to you guys. I was going to say good to hear from you, but I just heard from Andrew. <laughs> we'll see you later. Peace. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.